0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord, I am yours. Welcome to I the Gospel Center Lord, Pray Life Podcast. This week's episode is taking up where Lord. we left off on last week's episode, so this is part two of dealing with disunity on the sidewalk. Lord, Stay tuned. Send me, Lord, I felt your passion, touched your heart.
1: In this next section, um, what we did was we kind of make a summary statement and then talk about the verse that supports that statement. And maybe you might have some stuff to add sure. with, with each of those. So the first one, participate fully in the same spirit, yeah. have the same spirit. And the, the verse that I think exemplifies that or one of them is Philippians 2, 1 to 3.
0: Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit... If any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind, letting nothing be done in selfish ambition or through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Mm. Yeah. One of the, the points with this passage and with the passage that we read in Ephesians is humility. Yeah, not thinking ourselves to be more important because, after all, we've got it all figured out theologically. Yeah, that's a point of pride. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of times, um, our theology can really get ahead of our heart, like it's our head in front of our heart rather than being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't mean to say that we just be led by our feelings, our emotions. We need to be led by the Word of God. Yeah, but if you imagine that, or if you're deceived enough to believe that you've got it all figured out theologically, then relationally, you ain't got it all figured out. In this life, currently with our fallen minds and our incomplete understanding of mm-hmm. certain theological truths, we have to be willing to say in humility, I ain't got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I got some stuff figured out. I got some plain truths in God's word. But even Paul says in First Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 13, it says, now we see in a glass or in a mirror dimly. Like we don't have the full picture. We've got what God has given us in his word and it's sufficient. God's word is sufficient for us to live and to and to do the things that God has called us to do. But we don't have all these things figured out. There's right. still some stuff that's yet to be figured out. We right. have to leave allowance for that with other brothers and sisters in the Lord so that we don't just in pride disunify with people because after all, they're not of our same theological or eschatological or soteriological stripe or whatever Yeah, it and they, be. they
1: can't possibly know as much as I do. My mom always taught us to to say, you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. She said those were important words mm-hmm. to, to learn to express to another human yeah. being instead of just saying, you're wrong, I'm right. Yeah. You might be right. And then a discussion can follow that. Yeah. So, okay. Um, aim for restoration, peace, comfort, and agreement. And, and the verse that specifically says that is second corinthians 13 verse 11
0: okay it says finally brethren farewell become complete be of good comfort be of one mind live in peace and the god of love and peace will be with you
1: mm-hmm. be of one mind agree yeah. with one another mind says
0: yeah and also says uh, in verse 12 greet one another with a holy kiss Right. So yeah. we need to do that, too. We need yeah. to be... No, I'm just kidding.
1: Not in the COVID days. <laughs> yeah, though.
0: not in the COVID days.
1: And <laughs> greet one another with a, with with a, a holy kiss. ear kiss. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> with your, with your <laughs> with mask a knuckle on. on. a
1: <laughs> bump. All right. Okay, so Romans 15, 5 to 6, okay. points out another main point, which we sort of touched on. What is the goal? And the goal is to glorify God.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So you got that? Roman, that should be Romans always 15, the six. Goal. That should always be the goal. Exactly.
0: Now, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're giving you guys enough scripture to know <laughs> that unity is important, that this yeah. is important to God. And it's not something that even in the early... Years of Christianity, they didn't have to deal with and, uh, and address. They had to address it constantly. Paul. That's why had it's to address mentioned it.
1: so many times. If absolutely. It's, if it's such a pervasive issue, then there's going to be a lot of scripture, yeah, absolutely. talking about how yeah. to guide you with that.
0: And you've got this dynamic going on that I mentioned when we first started. That the devil knows how to divide and conquer. Yeah. You know, and so
1: he's sadly very good at it.
0: He is very good at it. Yeah. And more often then I think we would care to admit we fall prey to some of the yeah. some of those tactics. Yeah, we devil. gotta fight that.
1: We gotta fight yeah. disunity because Absolutely. it's it we're we're agreeing with Satan if we allow it to continue. Yeah. So especially if we're the cause of it. Yeah. But so the next two are kind of the, I'm I'm gonna combine them. Don't be haughty, shoot for harmony, and don't be arrogant. They kind of are the same thing. Yeah. And uh, a good one, Romans twelve. Uh two verses in Romans twelve actually address that. Um 12, Romans twelve three. Maybe it might be the best one.
0: Okay. Um, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, mm-hmm. but to think soberly mm-hmm. as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking soberly, thinking yeah. rightly, viewing ourselves rightly that, yeah, yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I ain't got it all figured out. I'm doing my best to try to figure out. And with the guidance of the scripture and the Holy Spirit and the accountability of my local church. I'm trying to do the best I can to figure these things out before the Lord, but I ain't got it all figured yeah.
1: out. Yeah, yeah. be humble yeah. And, and don't be arrogant. Next, love lavishly. Col- Colossians 3.14, there's plenty of verses yeah. in the Bible that talk about the power of love, but Colossians 3.14 is, is, a, is a really good one.
0: Okay. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Love is the bond of perfection.
1: Yeah, mind says which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And harmony is what we're seeking to, yeah. bind, to be bound together in perfect harmony. You know, I'll say perfect harmony.
0: the word perfection actually can mean maturity as well. Mm-hmm. And it is a mark of maturity for the believer to be able to seek unity, to be able to unify, even in spite of certain flaws and, and, and whatever the, these things might be, to be able to seek unity, to be able to overlook. Other people's flaws, or at least apparent flaws to you, Mm -hmm. because some people's flaws to us are actually flaws in the way that we see, right? Yeah. They're not like us, and therefore we see flaws. Yeah, Yeah. Um, But a mark of Christian maturity is... To be able to unify, even in spite of those things, and meet people where they are, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. so we need to seek unity by meeting people where they are.
1: And you never know where you might bring them. Yeah, if, if you can recognize that, hey, maybe you're not as far along as you should be, but but you recognize with the spirit of unity, you can disciple yeah. and and possibly. And I think we're going to get there with Paul and Barnabas. That's yeah. one of the issues that happens uh, as a result of how that issue of of disunity was dealt with. Pursue peace and mutual understanding and Romans fourteen nineteen is, is a good verse for looking at that goal to pursue peace and mutual I'm sorry, upbuilding, not, not understanding.
0: Okay. Yeah. So therefore let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another.
1: Edify. Yeah. For and mine mine said upbuilding, but I like edify. Yeah. Yeah, that you're you're edifying, you're building them up for the work so that yeah. they can continue in the, in the work. So, recognize in Romans 12:4 to 5. This is an important one. Okay. Recognize that differences may have a God-ordained purpose. Differences may not necessarily be a bad thing. They may be something God has specifically planned yeah. in bringing you together.
0: I know that I've personally experienced uh, growth in my life and my walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. by being around people that maybe necessarily aren't of the same uh, denomination as me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can learn. I like to be eclectic in the things that I listen to as far as preachers and teachers. Like, I listen to people that I don't necessarily align with uh, so triologically. Mm -hmm. Their doctrine of salvation is maybe not the same as mine, but I listen to them because I can learn stuff from them. Right. And yeah. you know we're always going to have people that don't exactly align with everything that we we agree with or that we believe theologically. Again, I'm talking about peripheral issues, things mm-hmm. that are not necessarily the central tenets of the faith yeah, um, and you know this scripture speaks to that um, who are you to judge another man's servant to his own master? He stands or falls indeed, he will stand he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another, and another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Um, and so, again, this is kind of this issue of these peripheral things, mm-hmm. and maybe we could apply it directly to people who think that you should worship on Sunday or you should worship on Saturday. There are people who would think that maybe we should, um, the Lord's Day is actually, the Sabbath is actually on Saturday. They would say, well, no, the Lord's Day actually is on Sunday. And so he's maybe talking particularly about that. And that is a sense that is a point of disunity mm-hmm. sometimes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's not a gospel issue. Now, of course, if people are saying, unless you worship on the Sabbath, unless you worship on Saturday, you're not saved. Well, Paul directly addresses that. He, he's talking about that actually here. Mm-hmm. And he talks about that in other places. And that would be an issue of contention. Yeah. But if just it's a, an issue of preference, or, that, that should not be something that disunifies us right
1: right and and sometimes even differences can can point out something that God is Really wants us to know about. Yeah. So absolutely. how about this one? Stir one another to good works and encourage. And so uh, encouraging each other is very important when you're in a very difficult ministry like abortion sidewalk ministry is. So this is Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. But we we all need encouragement. And one of the horrible parts of disunity is it causes great discouragement yeah. and we know that from talking to our many missionaries oh, who yeah. have told us this is an issue. So do you have that one? Hebrews yeah. Hebrews ten, twenty three to twenty five?
0: Yeah. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And unity does that. Helps us encourage one another to stir each other up in yeah. love and good works.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Seek and speak truth. Okay. Seek and speak truth is is definitely important in learning how to help us all to unify. So Ephesians four twenty five. Okay. Speaks to that issue.
0: Therefore, putting away lying, mm-hmm. let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another.
1: If they're out there lying, yeah, we need to. We need to. To address it.
0: It does need to be addressed, <laughs> that's for sure. And that's a point of, of, I won't say contention, but that's a point that we need to address. Yeah. Uh, but there's a way to address that in such a way that uh, that honors the Lord and doesn't lend itself to this that just disunified spirit that's out there. One of the things that we teach, um, because there are times when people need to be addressed, even people who are volunteers with us or who are under our charge, um, but still addressing those things. And. Uh, a Matthew eighteen spirit, right. yeah. where you know Jesus is saying, if you find fault in your brother, between you and him, go and go and deal with it. And then if he yeah. doesn't repent, then you bring another brother. And then if he doesn't repent, then you bring it before the church. Right. And so if you find a fault, if somebody's out there on the sidewalk lying or whatever they might be doing that's dishonoring the Lord, a unifying way to deal with that is to take them to the side and talk to them. Just between you and them. Now, this is somebody who maybe is volunteering under you, but maybe it's someone who's not, who's just out there on the sidewalk, they're doing their thing. I have seen these situations play out, and it's not where someone lied, but someone was saying something that was not theologically in line.
1: And maybe they didn't know. It's possible they didn't know. And they
0: didn't know. Okay. And... uh, in a situation where they were addressed out loud publicly and it just added to the confusion. It yeah. offended the person even more right. rather than just addressing it. Now I've seen it yeah. done in the way I'm talking about too, where it's been addressed to the side. That person was not embarrassed because they, whatever they were doing that was wrong was not called out in front of everybody. Right. And the situation turned out far better in that scenario than the one where, Hey, you're blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, there's a Matthew 18 progression of the way to deal with these things. God's word's always the best. Yeah. And uh, and I believe that's the way to deal with it when you when you're finding fault when someone's out there lying. Or and whatever. something
1: that I thought of when as I was just reading it is that sometimes we're lying, not purposely. I I honestly never tell as far as I know a purposeful lie out on the sidewalk. But sometimes even a pro abortion person will tell me, what you just said is not true. Most of the time they're wrong. Yeah. What I've said is true. But I had been saying something that I actually was off. I went home and checked it. And and I was off by a few weeks in what I was saying, and I and I corrected it. Yeah. So never discount the possibility that you could be yourself. Make sure that what you are yeah. speaking is truth. Be aware of that. Um, this is similar to that. Be wary of those who spread false doctrine in Romans 16, 17. Uh, deals with that because when when you when there are people spreading false doctrine, because false doctrine is not of God, and so that's going to be that's going to be a source of disunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's a sense in which it needs to be a source of disunity. Exactly. Like when people are exactly. spreading false doctrine, yeah. we should not unify with that. That's right. Um, but those issues again can be addressed in such a way that honors the Lord rather than just it out and just in front of everybody or whatever, these can be dealt with in a one-on-one basis and I believe that lends itself more to actually a restorative um, yeah. situation where things turn out better than just calling people out. Yeah, yeah, And so it's important, again, that our motives ultimately are not just to correct people but to bring glory to the name of Jesus and, of course, correcting false doctrine does bring glory to the name of Jesus. Right, yeah. But there's a way to do it. You, uh, one man said you can be practically right and relationally wrong. Mm. And we want to make sure that we're relationally right and practically, you know, well, theologically, biblically right in the way that we deal with these things. And so um, Paul says in this passage, this is Romans 16, verse 17, I mm-hmm. urge you, brethren, note those who are who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. So there is an avoidance. And, and I'll yeah. say one of the reasons why, personally, I am so strong and so heavy on this idea that you've got to be a part of a local church to volunteer with us, uh, to be one of our sidewalk missionaries uh, and come and train here at our boot camp here in Charlotte. You've got to be a part of a local church. I want to talk to your pastor. That's one of the references when people fill out our application to become a sidewalk missionary for, for us to consider to take them on as a sidewalk missionary. Um, They've got to give us their pastoral reference. I've got to call their pastor. I'm going to have a conversation with him. That's important to me so that if they, slip into this um I can hold them accountable I can go to their pastor and I can talk with their pastor about holding them accountable and so th- that's a that's a point that to me is very important because yeah. I've seen people with this sort of spirit who come out there and they cause disunity and cause division uh do some some real damage and if they can't be dealt with in a church context It's really hard to deal with those people. Right. So so I say all that to say that there is a point where we need to disunify and say that person's not with us. But yet still, to have that as our constant mantra, like I wouldn't make up a sign that said this person's not with me.
1: (laughs) With an arrow.
0: Yeah, with an arrow. (laughs) I've been tempted to do that with some people. I have too. (laughs) But I wouldn't do that because I I don't think it would help the scenario. I don't think it would bring more... um, More clarity to the situation, it would bring more confusion.
1: Yeah, but that that is a powerful verse. Avoid them. Yeah, those that cause because of false false doctrine are creating division on the on any wherever you are. Avoid them. Yeah, I I guess you've gone through the Matthew eighteen process. You would assume. Yeah, and and if if that has been ineffective, avoid them. So it's a serious issue. Yeah, so critical in in. Restoring unity always, uh, Colossians 3.13 talks about this, yeah. is forgiveness. Yeah. To forgive graciously. If someone has wronged you in a spirit of disunity, to forgive them. And if you've wronged someone yourself in a spirit of disunity, that you ask for forgiveness. Yeah. I know
0: one of the things um, that I have experienced over the years, I know you have as well, that as much as you strive for unity, mm-hmm. as much as you want to be unified, and as much as our teams are on the same page, I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're together, we're connected, yeah. we, we love each other, and we care about each other. There's going to be times where people are going to argue. There's mm-hmm. going to be times where someone talks over another person and mm-hmm. somebody's just in a bad mood and they mm-hmm. get offended and they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to come to you or come to me mm-hmm. and say, hey, this person did that and this and that. We're always pointing them to Matthew 18. Deal with yeah. it between yeah. you and them. Right. But we have to be aware that these things are going to come up and that there's going to be, in the midst of the battle, there's going to be maybe some friendly fire or whatever. That's why we have to be understanding, and like this passage is talking about, be gracious, yeah. be yeah. patient, yeah. be willing to forgive. Yeah, that person yeah. might have said something that offended you. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's life. It's going to happen. Yeah. And, and deal with it in a biblical way. Don't just internalize it and stew over it. Deal with it and then forgive.
1: Yeah. Uh, your wife recommended I read a book called The Bait of Satan. Yeah. Because, and that deals with this, that, that yeah. the, the problem if you don't have a forgiving spirit, if you're holding grudges, if you let those things fester, it grows into bitterness. And it is it is one of Satan's greatest tools. Yeah. And so you need to learn to just let that go in the forgiveness. Being able to forgive others is critical yeah, in, the, absolutely. in that process. Yeah. So be grounded in truth. That's kind of, I hope we have made it clear how important that... Is Colossians yeah. two eight uh, directly deals with that, but um, to to speak the truth and the only way you can speak the truth and be grounded in truth is if you know the truth. Yeah, w- where do we find that, Daniel? We find
0: it in the <laughs> Word of God. That's right. <laughs> always yeah,
1: always and and that's the only place to find it and we've already talked about um, uh, the Matthew 18 approach when all else fails and I think that is kind of to if you're going to be calling through the whole process of Matthew 18 um, hopefully you you've tried other Ways yeah. before you go into calling a pastor or a witness or whatever to come against a, a fellow Christian, but seek wisdom and assistance uh, from the church yeah. when when all else yeah. fails. Yeah, absolutely. So, practical suggestions derived from all of this. Now you, you've you've gone over the sources of disunity. You've you've gone over the goals of of the people that are out there. You've gone over the biblical rationale for unity uh what do we do with with all of that and i think i i wrote eight main areas and i don't know i can read them and if you feel like you want to amplify on any of them the the first one ask questions of the group to help them clarify their goals just don't stew and assume that they're evil or assume you know their motivation ask them questions sure F- find out their what their goals are and why they're doing what they're doing. Secondly, to commend any positives in the group that you're confronting. Okay. People always respond better when they first of all hear a kind word yeah. before you blast them. Pray with and for each other. Sometimes we forget about doing that with, with groups that we're not really unified with. Yeah. But um, praying with them can make a world of difference. Seek compromise, but be careful on this one. Seek compromise but never of biblical truth. Yeah. You can't compromise on biblical truth, but maybe there are other things you can compromise on. Maybe you can compromise on where they stand. Yeah, Or or where they hold the sign that you would prefer they not hold it. Maybe you could compromise on a different position up the street or whatever yeah. with that sign. Um, number five, affirm their purpose, if not their methods. Okay. I've heard you do that so many times, Daniel, with some of our uh, our friends out there that are not, the same as us. Yeah. They, we really don't agree with their methods. But um, I've heard you thank them for, for just their faithfulness in being there, for their zeal, yeah. if not how they bring things about, how they, how they do things. Uh, rebuke privately, not publicly. We've said that many times. Yeah. People will always receive it better. Very important, discern if it's disunity or diversity. Always, always go to scripture yeah. to support your views. And yeah, the your point actions. here that
0: uh, I think hopefully we we touched on, we we thoroughly touched on, is mm-hmm. that just because you perceive disunity doesn't mean that it's actually disunity. We have to right. check our own hearts, right. um, because again, if just because somebody's not doing it like you would do it doesn't necessarily mean they're doing it wrong, because that can right. be prideful. Right. So just just remember that point.
1: Right. And so now we're going to end with talking about. What happened okay. with, with Barnabas and and Paul? Because I love what one author, and I put in the article that we will post, you'll be able to find the, this article, but um, he summarized, Paul and Barnabas did have different gifts, different perspectives, and even different callings, but they remained to the end, one in the faith and in the bonds of love. Their parting was a division, but not a divorce. I love that line. Yeah. It was a division, not a divorce. So, But they still spoke with one one voice and one love, which was Jesus Christ. But so what happened? What happened to these two? They separated. Yeah. They went in their different ways. Um, and what was the result of that? Was that good, bad, indifferent?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was a good thing. It seems that well, I mean, in one sense, they were able to get more work done. Yeah. So Barnabas is able to go with John Mark in one direction. Paul and Silas go in another direction. And uh, it seems all things said and all things done that at the end, toward the end of Paul's life, he actually wants John Mark to come and uh, and commends him. yeah. Isn't that
1: a wonderful example of God's redemptive power through unifying in in love and a voice?
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. You know, it's an awesome it's an awesome reality that if we'll seek with pure motives to honor the Lord, to do what's right in his sight, to seek unity, to to strive, to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, God'll honor that and there will be unity. Yeah. Even though there's gonna be diversity. There can be unity in the midst of that diversity.
1: So here's a great quote. I love, I love this quote from, I think it was a quote. I don't have it in quotes. Maybe I came up with this. Oh, wow. It's really good. Quoting yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in the division of Paul and Barnabas, just as you said, the result was positive, And in fact, Mark was restored to become a leader in, in the early church. And two successful ministry ventures were accomplished through that. But listen to this. Disunity divides, but diversity divides multiplies. Yeah. So diversity multiplied the effects of the ministry so that more people were reached for the Lord. When those diverse gifts, rather than just being shut down, were, um, were encouraged. Yeah, and absolutely. And they did go in different directions. Yeah. But the, the final result was God was further glorified.
0: Yeah. And that is ultimately the goal. That Jesus yeah. Christ is glorified in what we do. Yeah. So guys, we appreciate y'all just tuning in and sharing this podcast. And we'd appreciate if you guys would shoot us over an email. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let, let us let us know some ideas that you have, some guests that maybe we should have on to interview. Let us know maybe some of the, the questions that you have that you'd like for us to, to try to tackle from a gospel-centered perspective. Mm-hmm. So you can reach out to me, dparks at citiesforlife.com. You can reach her, Vkasiorg at citiesforlife.com. And until next time, God bless. too precious since i met you